I got a fever. And the only prescription is for over the line. This. I'm sorry, Smokey. You were over the line. That's a problem. Is the cigar authority. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The authority. Is that a serious question? On everything cigar. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. And out of the cigar industry. Sounds pretty awesome. With your host. You have to use so many cuss words. David Garofalo. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Barry Stein. I have a scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. And Chuck Morrison. Whoa, this is heavy. There's that word again. Heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? It's time to light them up. Cool. 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 It's time. Sounds really fun. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more cowbell. Saturday, May 13th, 2017, broadcasting live from the La Flua Dominicana Cigar Studios. Today, it's back to basics. It's Cigar 101 Plus. The plus is even if you've been smoking cigars for years, you might learn something. Another plus is we're going to learn a little about Perdomo cigars today with New England sales rep Roy Kirby, who will join us. Welcome to the No Mr. Jonathan edition of The Cigar Authority. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand, you light up along with us. Tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand anytime. Simply find us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, or thecigarauthority.com where you could set it and forget it. And no Mr. Jonathan. He is uh, with his daughter at graduation. This is graduation time. College graduation. And high schools are next week at the same arena. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Okay, so that's how it is here in New Hampshire. Uh, the first cigar we're going to smoke today is the Garofalo Connecticut Toro. Uh, and we mentioned Perdomo earlier in the show. Perdomo makes the Garofalo brand. Yep. So uh, we'll have Roy Kirby on here, and he'll talk about all Perdomos, and we'll have him on the next hour. Um, but uh, we're going to do Garofalo Connecticut only because I was asked to do this 101 thing again. We did it. Um, did you end up looking? I, I didn't get a chance to look, yeah. but it I feels it like... He's outvoted, Dave. Yeah, it I'm was outvoted. three years ago. Yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah, I, I think was it was voted a long off time the ago. island. I think so. He, he said, no, I think we did it earlier this year, but I don't think so, right? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we're doing it again, regardless. Um, and... Um, what do we know about the Garofalo Connecticut, Barry? Well, you hear the commercial weekly here on the Cigar Authority, and not send Zeno Davidoff with a cigar named after a retailer. And Pardomo Cigars has honored David Garofalo with a cigar bearing his name. Created for David Garofalo's 50th birthday a few decades back. Oh. <laughs> Just checking to see if anyone actually listens to me. Yeah, this cigar can. is handmade in Esteli, Nicaragua, and it uh, uses a Connecticut seed wrapper over Nicaraguan fillers from Jalapa and Esteli, which creates a mixture of sweetness and strength. And we are smoking the 6x50 Toro, which retails for $7.49 each or $127.99 for a box of 20. Okay, this is not the cigar in the care package. That is correct. We are going to pull an audible this week. You've done your Tom Brady impression. You came up to the line. And I know on the care package there was a sheet that said we would be smoking the Perdomo. We're going to save that for next week. Yeah. And the cigar we were going to smoke next week, the Garofalo Sun Grown, we are going to light up in the second hour. And the reason why we're going to do it is the wrapper is different on that, and it'll give us a chance as we're tasting the cigar. How much has the wrapper 
change the flavor of the cigar. So we'll smoke this cigar, and then we'll go to the sun-grown in the next hour. Um, so the, because what we're going to do is talk about... When you, when you read the magazines and you read the descriptions inside the magazines of the flavors of cigars, and you say, wow... It doesn't taste like that to me. And I don't, I, all I do is taste smoke. You know, it, I don't have that. You're not getting the green uh, pea pods. That's right. Yeah. What, is, what is missing? And usually what's missing is you did it wrong. And what did you smoke it wrong? No, maybe you, you cut it wrong, you lit it wrong, you're tasting it wrong, whatever. And I'm going to go to the light. Usually it's lighting it wrong is the biggest thing. And it's not as simple as just light the cigar, you got it on fire, that's it. And we'll explain some of those things as we go on. So uh, here's what we're going to discuss. We're going to discuss why to use all your senses when really enjoying a cigar. Does size matter? Yes, it does. Uh, How to cut a cigar properly, the proper way to light for taste. We're going to light it so we can taste it properly. Removing the ash is, is as simple as just putting the ash down, flicking the ash. We're going to explain that. I'll unroll a cigar for you. How to relight a cigar when the cigar went out and you're going to, uh, you know, maybe you went in the house and you come back out and uh, you want to smoke your cigar again or went out. Typically, it doesn't taste good when you relight a cigar. We're going to teach you how to do it properly so it still tastes good when you relight the cigar. Priming and blending of tobaccos, dark tobaccos, don't be afraid of those. Uh, Color sorting, um, temperature and humidity, how that plays a major role in the, in the flavor of a cigar. And we're going to answer our toast that we're going to have right now. And we, I thought we were going to have some booze here. Yeah, but... we're still recovering from last week. Okay. It, it was a tough so, day after. So here's a toast with our plastic bottle. May the time we spend together in this podcast not be subtracted from our lives, but be added to our lives. So here you go. And salute. Salute. Now, why do people tap wine glasses? Assume this is a wine glass, and then, you know, people say something like that, and then they tap glasses, and you, you, you hear a sound, and uh, wine drinkers, that's why they do it. Um, they do it because a wine drinker wants to use all their senses when they're drinking wine. So if you notice, they, um, they smell the bouquet of the, of the, in the glass, and they hold it up to the light to look at uh, the clarity of what it is, and they taste it, obviously, and there was one element missing in wine tasting, and that was sound. So they added tapping glasses to uh, add sound to the enjoyment of it. And that's what we should do with cigars. We want to use all our senses when enjoying a premium cigar. And it's just a missing thing that most people don't do. And just start adding things. Now, how do you listen to a cigar? You can hold it up to your ear, and you can roll it and squeeze it just a little bit. Mm. If it's crunchy, crunchy, it's a dry cigar. Don't ever squeeze, by the way, on the tip of of a cigar where where you're going to cut it because it will crack. Uh, The place to squeeze a cigar is the foot of the cigar, the open end of it. And you should have a little play when you squeeze it. It should squeeze a little bit and bounce right back. And that's the proper humidity. If you look at real, um, you know, people that own cigar shops or people that in the factories and stuff and they're looking at the humidity, they might, might not necessarily go right to the gauge to look at the number of it is, but just squeeze the foot of the cigar and see the bounce that it has. And it's got a little bit of bounce, a little bit of play. The humidity is proper that's inside the cigar, so it can be done. The key is doing it gently. Um, you go, Barry. All right, the key is doing it gently. Too many times in the retail shop, we'll see a person grab one and, and pinch it as hard as they can 
crack the wrapper, put it back, and yes. then take a different one. Yes. You want to be gentle. Yeah. And most likely, in the humidor, they're all the same humidity. So you don't have to go to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. It, nothing wrong with end up seeing, seeing if the, you've never been in that sh- shop before and you want to see if they're keeping the cigars fresh. Most likely, they're all the same. You know, it's going to be the same in each box is what's going to happen. So just go easy. Go easy when you end up uh, doing that. So the sizes of Garofalo, there are um, many different sizes, and the, size, the sizes matter. Yes, they do. So a Robusto is called Robusto because it's robust in flavor. Robusto, right? Robust. It's a shorter format and thicker, but you're going to get the flavors all at once in the Robusto. The Toro size, a little bit longer. It's going to uh, mellow itself out a bit. Um, then there's a Churchill that's going to actually funnel itself through um, the Churchill size, um, Winston Churchill smoke, you know, they named it after him. It was a double Corona later being named a Churchill for Winston Churchill. And then there's a torpedo. The idea of a torpedo is so that you can have a, a cool burning cigar. The thicker you get on a ring gauge, the cooler it's going to burn. The hotter it's going to be, the flavor is going to be more intense. It's going to burn hotter in flavor. So you want a thick cigar to burn cooler. But you don't like a thick cigar in your mouth. There is a to- reason for a torpedo. It funnels down, so you can cut it to the, to the um, ring gauge that you want in your mouth, but yet you can have a cool-burning cigar. Typically the most expensive in the line because of the workmanship that's put into making that torpedo. Uh, in the case of Perdomo cigars, they actually have scissors, and they, they're cutting the ends so that the, when you do cut it only a little bit, it's still going to draw perfectly. And the workmanship, they're going to, as opposed to making maybe a pair makes about 300 cigars a day, a pair of torpedo rollers are going to make about 200 cigars a day. So there's an added expense of labor that goes into the torpedo uh, for that reason. So that's uh, the difference of sizes. In this particular case, um, we're going with the Toro, the in-between size. So now a wine drinker swishes the wine around in the glass, and they smell inside of it the bouquet of it. There's two ways to smell the aroma of a cigar. There's the outside wrapper of the cigar, which in this case is Ecuadorian Connecticut, right? That is correct. Connecticut seed grown in Ecuador. And the filler inside here, which is Nicaraguan, so you smell the inside of the foot of the cigar, and we have a subtle sweetness. A little bit of earth. Yeah. But there's also a underlying sweetness, a little caramel or mocha. I like it. Jonathan's not here to say I'm wrong. There we go. Because you're, you're, you got it. You nailed it. You nailed it exact. So now let's look at the cigar itself and look where we're going to cut the cigar. And we watch this being done wrong all the time. And people feel like they got to go way down on the cigar. The shoulders of a cigar. And what you want to do is cut above with, with the shoulders coming down of it. And they made it easy for you because there's caps on top of it, little, little hats that are on it. So here's a close-up of the cigar, and you'll see the little caps that are on top of there. What you want to do is actually cut uh, so you leave some of that cap on. So somewhere in between those lines of those caps that are there is where you want to end up going. So... Look where it is, and I'm going to go in between those, uh, you know, right, one, two, three. You see a triple cap on this. Um, so maybe a, a little bit past the, from the top down, a little bit past the first one is where I'm going to line this cigar up to, be, to, uh, to cut there. So do the same on it. 
Look where that is. Right now, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And I'll tell you, Nick Perdomo came to me with this cigar, but there isn't a whole lot of manufacturers that I would allow to actually use my name and put on the cigar, but he did the right thing. He makes a great cigar, and uh, that is testament um, to his quality. Uh, quality is important because we as retailers, we don't want to sell a product that's going to come back to us, nor do I certainly want to have my name put onto something that's going to be a problem to anybody. So uh, the, the strongest thing you have is your name, and uh, Nick Perdomo actually puts his name on every single cigar that he makes, so uh, it's important, and, and I had the honor to go uh, spend a week down there and, and watch uh, them make this particular cigar along with all the cigars, and uh, just an unbelievable job that he ended up doing. So now your, your cigar is cut straight across. And a perfect yeah. cut, only the cap should come off. There shouldn't be excess tobacco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're taking off excess tobacco, you were cutting too deep. Yeah. So you want the cap basically to look like the beanie that Mr. Jonathan usually wears when he's here on the show. Yeah. I mean, and here's the little, little cap that I left. have. It's a little, little teeny little hat. Those that are watching, um, usually I say there's nothing to watch on the show, but <laughs> in this case, there is something to, to see here. Mm-hmm. But just a little bit that comes off. Some people cut it down close to the band, for God's mm-hmm. sakes. And as a retailer, hey, it's good. It's less a guy. <laughs> You're going to smoke. Maybe you'll go through more, but it, it's just wrong. It's not going to end up uh, burning well. So now let's let's taste it, uh, but we're going to taste it before we even light the cigar. And it's very sweet. Yep. The raisiny sweetness raisin, is there. Mm, raisin toast. Yeah. <laughs> raisin. It's amazing, right? That it tastes like raisins. And and I'm going to pull a cigar apart later on and show you that inside here, there are raisins inside. No, there are no raisins. (laughs) There are no raisins inside. It's just amazing. But um, we're going to light it. So uh, before we light it, that you you see the circumference of the cigar, and what people tend to do is actually put the flame to the tobacco and light it as quickly as possible. That's a mistake. Because what you want to, to do here is actually toast the cigar. And by toasting it like you were toasting marshmallows, right, you would bring, if you, if you had the marshmallow on a stick like you did in the campfire, you bring it close to it, and you try to make the, the marshmallow golden brown, right, as, as you went around. Because you know if you went too close Doesn't taste to the bad. marshmallow, all of a sudden the marshmallow turned to soot, it went yep. black, and then you scraped it off and you threw it back into the fire. Or if you ate it, you said, oh, my God, it's all burnt and charred. That char that you, that you put on the marshmallow is exactly what most people do to their cigar immediately. And we watch it every single day at all our retail stores, and it's been going on for years, that we watch them char, char it. Much like uh, Starbucks coffee over-roast their coffee. Yep. This is what, and listen, if you like the taste of it, you like that char taste to it, you notice Starbucks tastes the same all the time. It's all that charred taste. But all your cigars, no matter what brand you're tasting, has that same taste to it because the taste is the char, the burnt marshmallow that's happening there. So you keep the flame away from it, and I kind of shoot, we're going to use a jet flame. What is this jet? We are going to use the Vertigo Cyclone 2. 
and it's a triple flame lighter from our friends at Vertigo, yeah. and it retails for the low price of fourteen ninety nine. So this is a go to for me because it's, it has that big ass tank. Yeah, it's a pinpoint accurate uh, that I'm going to actually pinpoint the center of the cigar, the foot of the cigar, and shoot up, as opposed to at the very bottom of it, if I do that, some of the flame is going to roll underneath, and it's going to soot the bottom end. So at no time am I going to hit the bottom of it, but I'll turn the cigar. So I'm, I'm shooting in the center up, staying away from it, not to actually go right onto it, mm-hmm. and then turning it. So by doing that, none of the flame is going to hit the bottom part of it and, and soot the cigar, it kind of rolls over the top of it when it does that. So this way, by hitting the center and going up and turning the cigar, it's not going to do that and, and make any soot at all. And I love the analogy of toasting a marshmallow. Yeah. I mean, we've used that, but to have the visual, it kind of just puts it more in a perspective. And on a Connecticut cigar, it's easiest to tell whether you went too far. Because once the yeah. cigar is lit, you should have that really thin, as Dave likes to call it, the mascara line, mm-hmm. or I'll call it the carbon line. If you see in a huge line, or you see in marks up the cigar, you were too close to yeah. that tobacco. So now I'm going to put it in my mouth, and I'm going to take one draw, and the cigar's going to light up even though I'm far away from it because it's all toasty and ready to go. And now the cigar's properly lit. It's not scorched at all. So there's no um, of that soot. Right. And if there was soot, when I drew it into the cigar, the cigar is a sponge, I would draw that soot all the way through. And that soot would remain all the way through the cigar. So I'm not getting any soot. Right. So it would can, make it bitter. Yeah. And it would, that soot is strong enough to overpower these mm-hmm. subtle flavors that we end up mm-hmm. tasting in it. So this is the number one reason, I would say, that people end up tasting cigars and saying, I don't ever taste those flavors to it. It's, it's a mislit cigar to begin with. So now that you know it, try it my way just today. And if you don't agree, go back to scorching your cigar and doing it the way you always did. But, yes, does it take an extra 10 seconds to do it the, the, the right way uh, or the way I'm explaining to, to you to do it? Yes, it does. But we're going to smoke a cigar for an hour now, and the cigar is going to have these subtle tastes that would have been covered up by soot. So you, I promise you, if you smoked it one way and you smoke it the other way, the same exact cigar, you're going to say, oh, my God, it actually tastes different. The missing element is soot, so you don't have the soot, soot with it. So I'm trying to look at my notes here. Where am I? Um, okay, flavors of the cigar. So what are we getting for flavors of the cigar now that's lit? Because now it, it doesn't taste like it smelled. That is correct. Your, your, your nose can um, decipher far more flavors and aromas than your palate can. Your palate is reduced to, I believe, five different flavors. Okay. Salty, sweet. Um, they escape me. I always forget them. <laughs> Salty, sweet, sour. Yeah. Umani mm-hmm. is the fifth. Bitter. And bitter. And bitter. Thank you. I got to talking in the chat room, and my mind went blank. And a lot of people will ask me, you know, I'll write reviews on the Cigar Authority, and they say you get these notes of mocha and nuts and cedar, and they don't get it. And the one thing I tell people to get the flavors, the best thing you could do is open your mind. So while the smoke is in your mouth, 
if you make like you're chewing, hmm. a lot of times it will open up the mind. Wow. And you will pick up more flavors. It's more of a psychological thing. You're paying it's attention to it. So. But it works. So wow. the, an unsalted almond. Unsalted almond. 100%. Definitely. There's that definite there, nuttiness. Yeah. And I'm going to take the cigar apart later on. And when mm-hmm. I do, you're going to see all the almonds and the raisins coming out. No, there's not going to be any, any in there. But yeah. we've eaten almonds before. And you know there's a dry component to the outside of, of an almond um, with, with the outside skin that's on it. Not the basic meat of it and stuff, but you got an almonds in your mouth. Kind of like the pulp, I guess you would call mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Some people would just say nuttiness. I'm trying to go deeper into it, but um, not, not salt or anything like that. It's not a, a um, peanut, but it's a, a drier nut. 100% agreed, and there's yeah. also a little bit of cedar that I'm getting. And a lot of that could come from the fact that the cigars are aged in a cedar in a room lined with cedar. Yeah. So as they're aging, they absorb that aroma, and that aroma transcends into the flavor. Yeah. But that's more of like a, a secondary note than the primary of almonds. You know what it is for me? Like if – take peanut butter, right? Peanut butter is made from peanuts. Imagine an almond butter that made from almonds. There is. That, that's that. – yeah. Creamy. Yeah. Almondy. Maybe like Barry said, a little cedar. Now, now this cigar looks like it would be a very mild cigar. It is not a very mild cigar. There's a lot. It's upper primings. It's it's not a heavy, but I would say it's a medium body for a, for a shade wrap cigar, because Nick personally doesn't make mild cigars or flavorless cigars. There's a lot of flavor going on with this cigar, um, and I retrohale just a little bit to see to get more almond. Mm. And uh, because you're going to get more, your senses are going to open up even more if you end up doing that. And there's a little bit of pepper sting that's happening there. And that's one of the most important things you could do when you're, when you're tasting a cigar. And I'm not saying to do it for every pull of the cigar, but you want to do it maybe every fifth until you're comfortable with it. But you want to go through your nose. You want to yeah. retrohale. And the best way to do that is to just let the smoke rest in your mouth and breathe through your nose. You don't have to inhale it. Matter of fact, if you inhale it, you're probably going to get nauseous. Right. But with this cigar resting in your mouth, just let it go through your nose. There we go. Okay, that ding-ding means it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars, who would win this hypothetical battle? And this is a cigar I use when I do barbecue. I always... If I show any pictures on social media, something I'm barbecuing, why is he always smoking that? I'll have to pay attention to this. Yeah. It seems I'm always, I don't know, it's just the go-to. <laughs> but is it gas grill or is it charcoal? It's a great question. It's That's... charcoal for the flavor and the aroma, but it's gas for the ease. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did used to like sitting there when I was younger and spraying the, the, the Light fuel. fluid. And, you know, goony goo-goo, now that's a fire. Yeah, right. Eddie Murphy. And I have a gas grill, yeah. and I wish I would go back to the charcoal because the charcoal, and I'm talking negative about charcoal, but I like the charcoal flavor on my meat. I just don't like it on my cigar. Right. It has that aroma that just screams barbecue. Yeah. So when you guys get your charcoal, do you get the ones that are pre-made with the lighter fluid kind of already on it, so you just drop a match in and it goes, or do you get the ones where you have to kind of apply the lighter fluid, pour it in there? and That's half the, the fun right there. Yeah, I agree. 
the, the pyro in me loves that. Yeah. So. I haven't done it in years with, with uh, yeah. charcoal briquettes, right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I think they sell something for gas grills that, that helps create that, that briquette aroma. Um, at least some grills. I always like thought about what if, or something. what if I put charcoal right inside that thing? <laughs> what, what I never thought of that. Can you do that? And then just don't turn on the jets? No, yeah. turn them on, and that's going <laughs> to... It's going to create a lot of heat. I yes. think you're going to probably overcook your food. I don't know. That's my assumption. Yeah? Just creating, yeah, you're creating more heat, right? But we've become a lazy society. With a gas grill, five minutes on each side, your steak is perfect. Yeah, you can control it, the heat. You know? Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't taste the same. No. I mean, if you're going to Home Depot or whatever to get a grill, are you going to buy a... What do, you, what do you have? I have both. You do have both. I do have both, but I always use the, the, the gas, gas grill. grill. For yeah. the ease. For the ease. But yeah. you'd, you'd rather charcoal? Taste-wise, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So isn't that funny? That I we, know. We, I think we all agree that we would rather have a charcoal, but because of We're the lazy. laziness. <laughs> We're lazy. The, the complete laziness that we, we go there. So it's the ease of it. It's 100% right. That, that, that is the answer. It's 100% <laughs> right. Uh, because the charcoal grill is better, hundred percent. It's cheaper yeah, too. It, yeah. Well, the initial purchase is cheaper. Yeah. I mean, you can get like a, a charcoal grill for like sixty, seventy bucks. And you, well, then you got to buy the charcoal and all that. But a gas grill is four times that minimum. I think I want to buy a cheap charcoal grill just to have the option. You should. You yeah. definitely and, should. And maybe we cook a hamburger on both, and then. There you go. We can do that next week on the there show. We go. <laughs> I'm down uh, for that. All right, so what are, you, what are you picking up for flavors? Now, you, you mentioned the, the now you can see the mascara line good. So just for lack of a better word, the, the combustion line uh, from the ash to the cigar wrapper and that space that's in between that little dark line um, is the combustion line of it. And when you typically, this is a good way to look at the age of the tobacco that's used in there. Correct. If yeah. you have young tobacco, you're going to see a big, long, big, thick soot line that's on here. If you uh, have aged tobacco, the thinner and thinner. If you have very, very aged cigar, you can almost not see it. It's like the, the wrapper goes up and then there's ash, and there's no black line yeah. in between. So it's a very, very thin line that's here, and we know what you're using, five-year-old tobacco. He's using at least five-year-old tobacco. Yeah. And on, on a Connecticut cigar, that mascara line will look a little bit thicker because of the contrast. Yeah. Um, where on a Maduro cigar, it's the same pretty much shade, so it, it will look thinner. But this is one of the thinnest Connecticut burns that I have ever smoked. Yeah. Well-aged, good tobacco, good flavor. I'm getting a little bit of light pepper that's there. I still have the almonds in there uh, and a little creaminess that you brought up, Chuck. A little bit, This yeah. is what I'm getting um, My, and, I'm, and a little medium bodiness. I'm starting to develop a little chocolate sweetness, but I'm ahead of you. Yeah, uh, I'm because nearing that's the end a, of my first third. Yep, and that's what that, what does happen. It is only because I smoked it so many times mm-hmm. that you're going to get some of the, some of that uh, that's going to come in. Uh, people typically dock tobaccos; they pick up uh, chocolate taste and stuff. But in this case, uh, uh, on this shade wrap cigar, you, you get some of that that happens in there too. So, and I think that's from the Jalapa Valley tobacco and in Nicaragua. Jalapa tobacco tends to be sweeter um, than the tobacco used in Esteli. Okay. Okay, I'll go with that. All right, it's time for a break. When we come back, uh, how and when do you remove the ash? Uh, If the cigar goes out, how do you relight the cigar so it doesn't taste terrible? We'll even uh, dissect the cigar and look and see exactly what's inside of it. So stick around, everybody. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Podcast Network. 
some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple. Exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. 
I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing pot. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hi, this is Nick Perdomo. Hi, this is Nicholas Perdomo Jr. Perdomo Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And Nicholas just graduated college. Congratulations to Nicholas Perdomo, uh, just graduating college. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority, live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studio. It's now our eighth year. We are the 2016 Ambassadors of Cigars, according to Cigar Journal. And this is Cigar 101+. Plus. And the plus is, even if you've been smoking cigars for years and years, I think you pick up a, a trick or two and maybe enjoy your cigars even more after this. This is the whole idea of it. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. So I put my cigar down. I'm trying to let the cigar go out on its own because um, we're going to relight a cigar. So one thing I want to show you is uh, when you're removing the ash from the cigar, uh, you have been smoking it. You're smoking your cigar, Barry, and uh, you you haven't put the ash out. And you'll see people flick the ash of the cigar. If you flick the ash of the cigar, you're going to notice the very end of the cigar actually lit up. And you, you caused air to go inside of it. You lit the cigar up, and then the first couple puffs you take of the cigar is actually going to uh, be not as as smooth and cool burning mm-hmm. as it was before. It's going to actually light itself up like the first light that you ended up having uh, because the cigar actually improved as you smoked the cigar on. Right. So you want to keep the ash on as long as possible. Yeah, without making a mess, obviously. Cool. But there's a good good space barriers is an inch or so into, into the cigar. And then just... In your ashtray, you're just actually touching the ash to the ashtray, inside the ashtray. And when you touch it, the ash is just going to fall off at that point. So you see the end of my cigar. It's still a little red that's in there, but it didn't flare up dramatically. What I was trying to end up doing is having the cigar go out, but it's made so well. It's staying lit, even though I haven't uh, taken a draw from it. I'll put it down just for a second. You, know, you can always it. tell the amateurs. Sorry, Barry. You can always tell the amateurs that they, they kind of flick it like a cigarette. Cigarette, You know, yeah. like they're just consistently doing and it. Over too. and over and over, which is making the cigar burn worse and taste worse all the way through each time you end up doing that. That's right. right. Keep it burning cool. You don't want to bang it. You don't want to tap it. You don't want to, you don't want to damage it. Yeah. It's like you wouldn't take a piece of fruit and slam it down on the counter. You're going to bruise it. Even though the tobacco leaf won't show a bruise, it will do some damage to the wrapper over the long term, and you'll be more likely to crack or split your wrapper from abuse. Okay, so I think my cigar is out now. So my cigar went out, and I know that I could put the cigar down and I could uh, go eat dinner and come back to it hours later. 
So let's assume hours have gone by, and now you go back and you say, oh, geez, a half a cigar in the ashtray still. I'm going to smoke that cigar. I'm not going to let it go to waste. And then you end up lighting the cigar, and you do, and you're drawing in the soot and everything from the cigar, and the cigar never tastes good after a relight. And here's the trick to that. When you're relighting a cigar, the first thing you do is take off as much ash as possible from the, from the cigar. And, you know, there's little grooves in an ashtray where you're placing your cigar down into that groove. If you take a corner of that, the one inside the ashtray, and you actually use that point in, to get into the ash and just remove as much as possible, not damaging it, not crushing it or anything, but take as much ash out of it as possible because you don't want to draw uh, in that ash. And now I'd actually blow out of it and just get a little of that more soot that, that's out there. You see a little soot that came out of it when I did that. Now, just the way we did it before, as we lit the cigar, from the center out, without scorching the wrapper, we're going to do the same thing, and we're going to relight the cigar without putting it inside our mouth and just heating it all up again, going through this literally 10-second process from uh, the inside out without, scor- without uh, touching the outside wrapper of it at all, and now, instead of drawing the cigar in as I do, I'm going to blow the cigar out and turn the cigar. Two or three times. And now, the cigar is lit, and no soot went inside the cigar, and it tastes clean, and it tastes just like I left it. I've gone to the cigar a day later, and it's too much. You sat on a cigar, and it sat there... And it, it, a cigar tobacco is a sponge. It's going to absorb it. And after a day or so, that absorption has gone inside the cigar, and you can taste the ash. Um, but going as much as eight hours later or something, the cigar is perfectly clean. There's no uh, ash taste to it at all. I do that every time I go into a store since they don't allow smoking. Right. I'll leave it on the area between my windshield and the body of my car. With the ash sticking out. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll come back out and I'll relight the cigar. The same way. And the same just, way you just did it. Yeah. And it doesn't affect the flavor anyway. Okay. So I'm going to put the cigar down and I'm going to take the same exact cigar we have here. Uh, and this is the Garofalo Toro. And very carefully, I'm going to remove the band from this. And one thing you do is you, you shouldn't remove the band on a cigar uh, until the cigar is lit and it's warmed up. Because... When they apply a band, you've seen cigars uh, in, the, in, the box of, in, in the box of cigars. The cigars are all displayed exactly the same, and every band is in the same exact position that it's in. You ever try to put the cello back on a cigar after you've taken the? <laughs> you end up pushing the band on the band, and the band ends up sliding and things like that? Yeah. So in order for them to be able to do that, they actually touch a little of the fruit pectin that they glue the head of the cigar onto with onto the band onto the, the face of the band so that when they put the cello on, it doesn't slide down. Yeah. And if you remove that, you'll actually take a piece of the tobacco off the cigar, and now you have a flute 
When you smoke the cigar, you'll notice <laughs> that the, the smoke is coming out of that hole that's there, so you're losing flavor that happened. You could put your finger over it, or you could just let the cigar warm up as you're smoking it, and then remove the cigar, the band later on. I know some people make big, giant cigar bands. There's no way to smoke the cigar uh, for a long period of time with that band on it. I think it's ridiculous. I mean, it's so big. But just let it warm up for a little bit, and then it's going to come off without ruining the cigar. Uh, I pulled it off here, but I'm a professional. Don't try that at home. <laughs> and I'm going to actually remove the cap now. I'm going to cut the cigar past where I'm supposed to cut the cigar. Right. So too much. And not dramatically too much, but this is where you see most people cut the cigar, which is too much. Okay? So a quarter of an inch down or so. Yeah, about that. Now, once I did that, Here's the tobacco leaf on the cigar completely without me push, pulling on it or anything. Completely unravels. And this is where somebody would come up to us at the register and say, the cigar unraveled on me. And it's not because the cigar unraveled on you. You cut too far on the cigar. All I did is cut what most people cut off on the cigar. Yeah. And then the, complete, the cigar completely unravels itself. So here's the wrapper on it. And this is um, the Ecuadorian shade wrapper. Very, very thin wrapper. There's two sides of this wrapper, by the way. There's a shiny side and a dull side. And aesthetically, they're going to end up putting the shiny side on the outside of it just for looks. In this case, it really wouldn't matter. It would taste the same. But on other tobaccos, it actually matters the position of the, of the tobacco, where it goes, the, 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 uh, the points of the tobacco um, at, the, at the point end of the leaf actually has the most flavor to it. Uh, if you ended up using all that, and that's where you trim the cigar off, if you did it, it it'd be wasteful. Um, and it's it, usually the side of the leaf that faces up on a plant. You know, much like if you look at a piece of cabbage in the grocery store, yeah. the underside is going to look not as nice as the top side, yeah. which will have that shine, that glisten yeah. to it. So Presentation. Yeah. 100%. So now I'm, I'm unraveling, and I'm not using any tool or anything like that. I'm removing the binder leaf, and here it is here. It's a thicker tobacco leaf that's here. And this Darker. Is, this mm-hmm. is what's holding it, and that does matter which end that they, you know, are they going to put it top to bottom or bottom to top? Do they want the cigar to build in strength or start off strong and build smoother? Uh, and it depends, and they may position different leaves within here in different directions. Uh, and that's something Nick Perdomo knows what, what it is and hit the positioning of the leaf. You could know the exact formula of this cigar and still not be able to recreate the same exact cigar. So now we're going to start taking tobacco leaves out. So here's the next one. This is a uh, leaf from the filler. And uh, you'll notice that the little end over here, and they call it a frog leg, they pulled the a stem out of that. Mm. So um, here is a... That was uh, a nice reddish-brown color to yeah. it. Was that frog leg at the top uh, by the foot, or was that... Uh... That was at the head. Okay. That way, on that particular cigar. So now we know what it what he did. Now, where's the little tips on that? They'll actually sprinkle that in. So everybody thinks that every cigar, they, they got a long-filled cigar. You're seeing some little pieces falling out over here. I'm trying to be careful with it uh, of the little pieces. But the little pieces are in there not to let me put some cheap tobacco inside and put some uh, short filler. The, the they're the tips that are left on there, and there's a lot of flavor to them. So, you know, this is the spices, basically, that they're adding to it. You know, some factories, when they do the filler, they'll rip the filler in half and then put them in opposite directions. Mm. So you'll have 
the tobaccos on top of each other, yeah. but pointing in different ways, which will create a symmetry through the cigar. Maybe a little more complexity. Yes. Yeah. So, so more of the, the filler I'm putting in here, and there's uh, three types of filler? Um, four it, types? It's four types, four types, and it's Esteli and Jalapa. Yeah. So there's multiple leaves from each location. So if I was uh, had gentle hands or something, and I could possibly dissect this completely and open every leaf up to where it is, but and the bigger the ring gauge, there's going to be more leaves within the cigar. Yeah, yeah. You know, each time a ring gauge goes up, it adds anywhere from you know half a leaf all the way up to two or three leaves, even more maybe on the. Uh, on the Dos Hombre Emperor, which is 11 by 90. Yeah. You know what? And that actually explains a lot because we've done this on the show before. Where we've smoked the same cigar but in different sizes, and it's a completely different flavor. That now kind of explains the why behind that. All right. There's more filler leaves, so you're going to get more flavor from the filler. Yeah. Where on the smaller cigar, you're going to get more flavor from the wrapper because the wrapper to filler ratio changes. Exactly. So I don't know if, if that camera works, Chuck, for Let's you. See. Let's see. That shows that at all, but this is the, the breakout of... This cigar. Now I'll be impressed if you put it back together. Yeah, <laughs> so would I. Let's see what I can do here. So as Chuck's trying to get that up on the screen, you know, we, we lit the cigar. And we're both smoking the cigar similar. We're, we're not really salivating too much on the cap of the cigar. Especially a, sh- a shade-wrapped cigar. You don't want to actually drool all over it. You don't want to tuck it in your cheek. But then again, you don't want to kiss the cigar. And when I say that, that's and I, and I see some people do that, that they smoke a cigar on their lip and draw it in there. What is the proper way to put Garofalo in your mouth? <laughs> you have yeah. to have it onto your teeth. So you, you actually have to have it between your teeth. So it's just a little bit and bite down a teeny little bit, holding on to it, and that's it. Now, we see some people chew their cigars, and that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing, too. It's over-moisturizing the cigar and, and um, basically ruining it. It's not meant to be there. You, you're breaking down the um, chambers that the uh, airflow is mm. going through by squeezing too much uh, and chewing on it. And buy chewing tobacco if you want to chew, chew tobacco. <laughs> Don't buy a premium cigar and chew a premium cigar. Um, it, tr- try to keep it kind of dry. Um, and, it, you know, a, a darker tobacco, a Habano or, um, um, you know, uh, some Mexican tobacco and things like that can handle the moisture a lot more. It's thicker leaves and stuff. But you see how thin this, this um, Ecuador shade is. It's very, very thin. And what happens with moisture on that is a bit of flavor. So bitterness will get uh, – another thing is when you came back to smoke that cigar that you sat down, you had it in your lips, you smoked it, now you're going to relight it the proper way. The cigar actually dried out a bit too. So you, the, the cigar may have improved if you, if you light it up properly instead of the opposite, saying the cigar is terrible when I relit it. So uh, that is that. So um, how did they oh. – oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were transitioning to that. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go All ahead. Right. It's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? Today is uh, – there's no Mr. Jonathan here, so this is a good one for, for us to do without <laughs> him. $200. Shave your head. Shave. Yes, <laughs> then my head wouldn't have been a mess this morning when I walked <laughs> in here. I had the worst case of bed. Have you, have you ever done it? I've last, my last haircut, I got it really, really close. 
crew cut is probably as far as I would go, but probably not. But you do it for two hundred bucks. I would do it for two hundred bucks. Shave it right to the shaved. Shave it. I would shave it this time of year, getting a little bit warm out. I would do it. Winter, whole nother story. You'd be, you'd be interested with a bald head. How about you, Chuck? I wouldn't do it, man. Not for two hundred. No, I no. wouldn't do it either. No. You know, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And Most like, people that have a shaved head have it for a reason. They didn't choose. Right. I'm going with the with the uh, curly. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the whole reason why is you know I've thought about it. I've thought about doing it. You know, this time of year. So, if, if I'm thinking about doing it, I'll take the two hundred dollars. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Well, here comes the Clippers, bud. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Uh, I don't think I'm up for that. So uh, what are we looking at? We're looking at the at the uh, anatomy of the premium cigar. You see the wrapper, binder, filler. And um, what happens here is uh, they, they're blending different tobaccos to have different tastes. So the um, they are handpicking the leaves. Um, and when they do that, they are picking it to the priming of the leaf that they're doing it. So assuming they're taking the, the bottom priming or something at that point, they're using a certain color ribbon or whatever it is to say this is the priming from that, and we're saving all those tobaccos. We're going to hang them up inside the bond. We're going to let them dry out properly uh, all the way to the stem so the stem ends up uh, getting dried out. That's the bottom part of the plant that's there. Um, and go through this whole process of drying out the tobacco leaves. This is very interesting because people say, uh, my, um, can I bring a cigar back to life that the humidity dropped low on? You wouldn't believe what these tobaccos go through. They are dried out. They brought moisture back, dried out, brought moisture back, dried out, brought moisture so many times. So the answer is yes, you can bring the cigar back. The um, cigar, after it goes in the air and it's aged and it's dried out, um, we'll now go to a fermenting stage, and that fermenting stage is uh, polones. You heard um, people mention that word polones, uh, short of the word pile. It's a pile of tobacco, done very, very accurately. And uh, they make, uh, they get cigars, and they put them in hands of five or six leaves together, and they wet these leaves. They dried out leaves. They wet them. They put them down on the ground, and then they start forming this pile. And the pile goes around and around. And between the weight of it and the uh, humidity that's acting on there, um, and it's covered over, heat gets built up, and the cigar ends up, uh, ammonias get broken down, and the tobacco leaves start changing color. Here you see uh, green leaves that go to brown leaves that go to darker leaves. When we get into Maduro, we did that whole and, show. And then they it. rotate it as it goes on. It doesn't stay in the same position the entire time. No. It, it, and it may bottom be goes to the top, yep. top goes to the bottom, over so and on over and so forth. Yeah, over and over and over again. Um, <coughs> and then after, after that, it goes through its final aging, and in, in this case, as much as five years will go by that they'll age the tobacco, and then they start getting into the um, taking the stems out and starting the uh, um, sorting, the color sorting and things from the finished leaf. And a lot of times in a factory, that's done by uh, a woman. Yeah. Because uh, it's been explained to me, usually they have better eyesight in general compared to men, and they're easier, they have an easier time sorting by some of the differences are so minute, yeah. you don't really notice it, but usually yeah. they're able to. White Formica tables with bright lights shining on them, and they're looking, and they're, and they're deciding, okay, this is what it is with the t- tobacco. And to us, they're all brown leaves that are right there, and to them, there's four different colors that are going on there. 
and then they're going to do it by size, and they're going to do it by, uh, again, we're assuming they're all the same priming, right. same tobacco, same priming. And uh, they're going to now do more inspecting, um, and before handing the tobacco over to the rollers at that point, uh, where they'll bunch, the, one, one roller is going to bunch the filler and then put a binder around it and put that into a mold, um, and they wait about, um, I think it's about 45 minutes, they turn it a quarter of a turn, put it back into the mold, leave it in there, press it, hold on to it, and then now this thing has actually formed itself into into a cigar, but it doesn't look so good because it's binder and, and filler. Does Perdomo do the binder and filler by hand, or do they use the machine, the Lieberman press? Uh, it's all by hand. Okay. Some factories, they'll yeah, use they a Lieberman both. press yeah. where the tobaccos are, face, are placed in, laying on top of a binder, and then this machine puts it into a round shape, a little bit bigger than it would be for a normal cigar, and then yeah. it goes into the press. Yeah. Now, the, the final person is the person that puts the wrapper on, and I find it very interesting because everybody looks at that person as they did all the work. The amount of work that was done before this last person who gets, you know, it's basically the sheet rocker. You know, somebody built a whole the whole building, and then the sheetrock guy comes in and puts, puts the sheetrock on, and the guy's like, oh, my God, look, look what he ended up doing. Um, it, it is an artist because they're, they're gift-wrapping, basically, the cigar at that point and making it beautiful. And they do it time and time again to perfection. Right. So it's definitely a skill. And now it is color sorting again. So after all that work is done... And the cigar is finished. Now they put all the same, remember, the, these are all the same cigars that they made, and now they're going to color sort them. And, again, a, a woman just like the, the woman that was doing the wrapper itself is color sorting the finished cigar now over and over and moving them around. And if you look inside a box of cigars, it looks like every cigar is the same exact color. And, and that's why also if you buy two boxes, sometimes... One box yes. will look a little bit lighter than the other box. It, because they are. Right. Frankly, every, wrapper. every cigar is. But they'll move the cigars around so that the shade goes from left to right, lighter to darker within there. And the eye can't see the that it's different. But take a cigar from the left and put it somewhere in the right, maybe in the third position on the right. And now you're going to actually see the change. And what is that reason? Why would they go through all this bother? And it's because now you, the, the consumer, is going to purchase a cigar, and it looks better to your eye this way that they're all exactly the same. Right. But if you bought a snow- box and it looked like a rainbow, you'd right. be turned off to the brand. Right. These are snowflakes. They are all different, but they, mm. they do everything they can to make it as, as perfect and seamless as possible that happens there. Now you have... Um, the band is applied to it. They're going to say, okay, this is a Garofalo. It's the Garofalo Connecticut. Here is the, the, this band for this particular cigar. And then they'll band those cigars, put them inside boxes. Um, they're rechecked and rechecked. We went to a whole show on Perdomo of the different things that they go through. It's, it's checked so many times, wiped down. Then it's, um, it's uh, cellophane is wrapped around that, and then it's stored and uh, shipped to... Uh, Miami, where it's uh, fr- flash frozen at that point, uh, in case any any uh, bugs or anything are, are coming out of tobacco. It's a natural thing of of uh, a little uh, microscopic little um, on any leaf tobacco yeah. beetle. Yep. Um, it's frozen so that that is is not going to be an issue e- either. Uh, then shipped to the retailer, mm-hmm. and at that point, the retailer sells it to you. So the work that's put into it is unbelievable. Uh, process that goes goes through this 
uh, Garofalo cigar along with every Perdomo cigar, frankly, along with every premium cigar manufacturer goes through all these stages, some a little more than others, but for the most part, it's astronomical of what happens. Every single thing is kept in perfect condition as possible, uh, and then it gets to the retailer, where sometimes the retailer isn't doing the right thing. Right. The so, humidor will be too humid, not humid correct. enough. So, you know, summertime's coming up here. You walk into a cigar shop, and the cigar shop is too hot. It's a problem. Heat is a bad, bad thing that ends up happening to it. The retailer could mess things up. They shouldn't. They should be professional. And it's temperature and humidity. And temperature is very, very important. You know, uh, it's relative to uh, humidity. And it's important to end up doing that. People say the uh, proper humidity is 70-70. It's a nice round number of what it is. But I would say any place into the 60s on both of them uh, is just perfect. Personally, I prefer it a little bit lower. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> a little bit higher, the cigar is going to have a hard time staying lit. That's why in the summer you'll notice it's harder to keep a cigar lit because of the natural humidity in the air. One, so sometimes a little bit lower is better. So I'm not ready to put the cigar out, but if I was, here's the thing that bothers me most of how people put cigars out. The answer is you put a cigar out by placing it into the ashtray and walking away. That's it. Not crushing it down like people do cigarettes. When you end up doing that, air goes in, in the air, and actually you're starting the fire up again. You know, you want to start a fire up, move the, the in your fire pit or something, move the, the things around, sc- scrape mm-hmm. them on each other, and you're going to see the fire end up going. The same thing's going to happen. Not to mention it cigar. smells when right. you put a cigar out. Just you're place ruining it down. the person next to you's experience by filling the air with that aroma. Yeah. Place the cigar in the ashtray. In about a minute or two, it's just going to shut itself off, and that's it. It'll go. Um, so that's it. What are you getting? Your final thoughts here on Garofalo, Connecticut? I'm still getting a lot of that nuttiness. Um, for me, it's a little bit more of a a peanut, um, yeah. especially in the shell. Um, there's definitely some underlying dark chocolate, and there's an abundance of cedar. That's what I'm getting. But it's also my third cigar of the day. Mm. <laughs> Good job, Nick Perdomo. That's all I got to say. I'm, I'm happy with it. it. Got my name on it, and I couldn't be happier. I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled with it. It, it performs well every single time. Yeah. So this is the one we came out with. As time went on, because of FDA and everything, we put together the Sun Grown and the Maduro version of it. We'll get to the Sun Grown in the next hour and see what that's all about. Uh, when we come back, Roy Kirby from Perdomo Cigar is going to join us as we light up a cigar that is almost identical, except for a bit of higher primings and a different wrapper. How much will that change the taste of it? We'll see when we come back. Uh, and a cigar is bad for your health. We're going we're gonna, to uh, touch on that, too, and get to uh, the finish of our um, initial toast that we had. Uh, we believe the opposite, and we'll explain to you uh, why on that. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And remember, when you're smoking your Garofalo Connecticut made at Tobacco Lara Podomo, keep the lit end out of your mouth. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Raphael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. 
The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar age to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. 
But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This yep. is the Cigar Authority. That's right. The authority. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? On everything cigar. Got too far. In. There's too much to lose. And out of the cigar industry. With your host. Come the David Garofalo. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Mr. Jonathan. You know what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Barry Stone. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. And Chuck Morrison. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me. That or uh, his dudeness or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's time to light him up. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good housekeeping. For the Cigar Authority. Can we just become best friends? Yep. And we are back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. We are the self-proclaimed Cigar Authority, and we're getting a little deeper than a Cigar 101. We're calling it... Cigar 101 Plus. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand you light up along with us. Tune in to the CigarAuthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on Podbean, YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes, and a bunch of other places where you can set it. And forget it. Joining us for this segment is Roy Kirby. He's the New England sales rep for Perdomo Cigars, maker of Garofalo Cigars. Welcome back, Roy. Thank you for having me back, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, Perdomo uh, is making the Garofalo Cigar, and you happen to be here doing an event in the store. Yes. So uh, it's going good? Selling a lot of cigars today. Yes, they are. Perdomo's on fire, would you say? I would say it's definitely on fire. Yeah. uh, Gained a lot of market share out there, and things are going great. Yeah, you, you got something for everybody, uh, all ranges and prices. What is coming out from Perdomo um, new? What, they have new stuff coming out? Well, because of the FDA rule, and we came out, we reintroduced the La Tradition series. Which was a great cigar. Uh, you may remember they painted car box. It was car paint that they painted the boxes sure. with, which was the red, the green. Yeah. I think there was a gray and white. Yeah. So that was actually all car paint that they used for that PGA, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, they coming back out also with the addition to Silvio. Which was the top, top line. Yes, that's uh, actually... His grandfather, right? Grandfather then, so that's coming back. And his grandfather's cigar. Yeah, it yes. was, it made Silvio. an honor of his grandfather. Yeah. Yep. High end. Very high end. Yeah. Well, it's 10 to $15 now. All right, for Perdomo, high end. But, right, <laughs> somebody else would charge 20 to $30 for exactly, that Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but... Uh, what else are we coming back out with? We have the uh, La Tradition. We're coming back with the Cameroon as well. Oh, which, good. Yep, so... Good. Um, Perdomo Squared? Perdomo Squared, the original uh, P2 Square, coming yeah. back out as well in the Cameroon wrapper. Okay. 
Uh, the addition to cereal was coming out in a sun-grown wrapper, which we never had before. So, okay, phenomenal smoke. You've had it. I've had it. All right. Yeah. I had the pleasure of going to uh, Nicaragua with you. That was unbelievable. Did you have a good time? That was the best ever. And you know I've been everywhere. It's a very educational tour. It sure was. You learn a lot. It's, you know, from the seed all the way to the cellophane. I mean, we do everything. We make, you've seen it. Yeah. We make everything. You know, and and I know our our listeners who know about cigars and, you know, there's never a time that you know it all. And there's more to be learned all the time. We're doing like a cigar 101 plus type of thing. Hopefully you, that our listeners come out with something that they can add to it. I know it, the Perdomo trip, and I've been to everybody's factory. I came up with a whole bunch of stuff. Well, you've that, been to 33 years now, 32 yeah. years? Did you learn anything? A lot. Not a little, a lot. <laughs> That's pretty amazing, isn't it? It was. It was. Yeah, they do a good job. And it's the passion. Nick has a passion for what he does. And yeah. you can see it when he talks to you at this factory tour. All right, so we, we just smoked the uh, Connecticut version of Garofalo. This is the sun-grown version. Barry, what do you have on this? Well, originally this was supposed to be smoked next week, but Dave did his best Tom Brady impersonation <laughs> by calling an audible at the line of scrimmage. Our second cigar is part of the care package, and it's made at the Perdomo factory and is a variation of the cigar made for Dave's 50th birthday. It was released prior to the August 8th deadline set by those evil bastards at the FDA. <laughs> and like the Connecticut, it features a proprietary blend of Nicaraguan fillers from Jalapa and Esteli. The difference is in the higher primings, as Dave alluded to at the end of the last hour. And it features a sun-grown wrapper. Once again, we are smoking the 6x50 Toro, which retails for $7.49 each or $127.99 a box. All right, it's time to cut our cigar, Roy. Uh, bring us home with this. Okay. The official cut and brought to you by Podomo Cigars. Podomo is the brand that while other brands are rising prices, Podomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and lowered them. Podomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. excellence. You know it's true, right? Yes, I do. And, and I cut my cigar prior. That's but. okay. That's okay. Um, you were a big fan. You know, you started off as, as my customer. Oh, my God. How many years ago? I was going to guess maybe about 32 years ago. <laughs> that makes me old. And it actually makes you old, too. There, there were no Perdomo cigars at that time. Uh, I think you were smoking Fuente cigars back Fluente then. Fuente back then, yes. Yeah. And um, you, uh, what, what, I don't know if it was 858. So it was what, the 858. Yeah. I was paying, I think, from you. You would charge me 95 cents a cigar. 95 cents. And when I bought a box, they were $28.95. Okay. Plus tax, because we were in Massachusetts at that that time. That's it. Oh, my God. Sounds so low. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with that picture? Yeah, what happened? The government got involved. All right, let's light this up, Barry. All right, we're going to light this up with the Vertigo Cyclone 2, which features the patented big-ass tank, and it has a triple jet. It's available with clear charcoal finishes. And it retails for fourteen ninety nine. So I don't, right? I don't have to tell everybody how to light your cigar now. You know the proper way to light the cigar, as opposed to scorching it, and you're just spending a few extra seconds to light it properly. Yep. I like that marshmallow technique, Dave. I mean, you know, it, you don't want to sco- yeah, you don't want to just brown it. You don't want to. You know, the marshmallow tastes terrible when you put it oh. close to the fire, right? You got to throw it in the fire. You can't eat it. Mm. It's, it's waste. What a beautiful wrapper on this cigar. So I was surprised to know that when we went to the barrel aging, that there was a tobacco inside, and he said, this is for Garofalo's, yep. and I, didn't, I never knew. We barrel age all of our wrappers. It gives it a uniform color throughout, so it makes it a very consistent color. It takes out some of the impurities out of the tobacco, 
and it makes it a little cleaner taste and smoke for you. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with touching up. I'm touching up my cigar because just this little corner didn't light properly. Beautiful draw. That's another thing. Every single cigar is draw tested by Podomo. Yeah. They so make these wheels of 50 cigars, as you've seen. Yeah. And before they put the wrapper on it, they draw test every cigar. Mm. And if there's a problem, they take it and they research what went wrong, go and talk to the roller, and they correct the problem. There we go. Roy, are you a uh, sun-grown Garofalo fan or more of the Connecticut? Which one is yours? Garof- uh, sun-grown. Sun-grown. I like that, that, that spicy pepper taste to it. Yeah. We're in the same boat. This is my go-to of the three. Is it? Yeah, I like the Maduro. I'll get on a Maduro kick for a while, but I'll always come back to the Sun Yeah, so much flavor to it. It's amazing. Connecticut for me. Connecticut, huh? I smoke Connecticut all the time, but I'm liking it. I'm liking um, the the red hot, uh, what are those little red hot balls, whatever, the candies? Red hot. Fire balls. Fire balls. Fire balls. balls. That's the word I was looking for. You get that going on? Yeah. Cinnamon. Yep. Yep. Red Hot Cinnamon. I'm glad you said it because I can't. There we go. Cinnamon. (laughs) Cinnamon balls. And that's right right away. Boom. Yep. (coughs) Which is good. But it will mellow down a little bit, too, and it's going to be very smooth all the way through. The Maduro, I find to be the most full-bodied of of the line of this line. Yeah. I find the sun-grown a little fuller for me. Really? There's also a component of this to me that, that reminds me of the tannins on wine. Like, I think this would pair well with a really red. hearty red. Mm. Like a Cabernet or something yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right there. We're going to have to try that one of these days. Okay, so are cigars bad for you, Barry? Hell no. <laughs> How about you, Roy? Are they bad for you? I think it makes you live longer. You're it is, right. It is the greatest psychologist in the world because I could be in the worst mood. I will light up a cigar, in this case, 749, and it will be the best hour therapy I ever had. Cheaper than going to the doctor. 100%. I'll tell you, as, as a retailer, all these years, I see people come in and they're stressed from work, and they come in and they grab a cigar, and the guy's quiet. Who knows what's on his mind? And he goes into the lounge, and he lights the cigar, and maybe about 10 minutes into it, his shoulders have dropped. He's sunk into the chair. Now he's talking to people, and before he leaves, an hour has gone by, and he's chatty on the way out. Okay, see you later. He's all happy. What the heck happened in that last hour? What turned him from a grouch walking in to a happy person going out, and the answer was a cigar. The stress has totally it. released yes. him. And what's the number one killer? Stress. Stress. Yep. Exactly. So if this is a stress reliever, therefore it would be good for you. So the National Cancer Institute uh, put the largest um, test ever. They did it in California, and thousands and thousands of people, and they, they were trying to find out what was bad about all tobacco products, and they broke them into categories, pipe tobacco, chewing tobacco, uh, premium cigars, uh, cigarettes, and everything, and they got what they wanted. They wanted to see that there was a problem with cigarettes, and the answer was there, but when they got to the part of cigars, they figured out that um, other tobacco products were different than cigarettes, and that cigars were different than them all. And the finding at the end, this is called monograph number nine. And you can Google it and, and read this long, long hundreds of page story. If you go right to the very bottom of it, you'll see the findings. Okay, I read the whole thing a bunch of times. But the findings at the bottom said, smoking one to two cigars per day does not increase the overall mortality rate than that of a non-smoker. Meaning if you smoke one or two cigars a day, it's not going to change your life expectancy. You're not going to die any younger than it it was. But the study also showed a slight decrease 
in lung cancer in coronary heart disease than if you were a non-smoker. It's a non-natural product. But how could it make it so that it decreases your chances of getting lung cancer or coronary heart disease by smoking a cigar? You know what pissed me off about that article? What? No media outlet picked it up other than Forbes magazine. Yes. It was the only place that you could find somebody reporting on it. And it just proved that there's ulterior motives out there. And I'm going to stop they there hated the, I get political. Yeah, they hated the findings. They mm-hmm. hated that this is what, the way it is. And that was the finding. If you go deep into these findings, it, it shows that it's actually better for you than not smoking at all. And why would that be? That would be maybe, you know, when you in the wintertime, you go for a flu shot. Right. Right? Because you don't want to get the flu. And you know what the flu shot is? It's, it's, it's flu. a flu. It's a, it's flu. a little bit it's a of virus. the flu, right? Yeah. And then it, you have something to fight back. So by adding, maybe, by adding some tobacco or some smoke into your lungs or something, now you've created something to, to fight back any bad that would end up coming, as opposed to somebody that keeps themselves in an igloo, they're not around anything that can harm them in any single way. That's the person that gets the cold on the airplane, that gets sick, no matter the littlest thing is going right, to end right. up making them sick because they have no immune system. There's nothing to end up fighting back. And this is the National Cancer Institute. They hated it. They hate, as you dig into it, point. Uh, and I can't see the number, it's too, way too small, I think it's 0.97, um, you're actually going to live a little longer if you smoke a cigar. They're saying that there's no, um, you're not going to live any shorter. But the fact of the matter is you're going to live a little longer if you add a cigar into your diet, basically. Have a cigar a day, basically. Have a glass of red wine every single day, you're going to live a little longer. Yep. Have a pet. You're going to live a little longer. These things actually extend your life. So the toast we had earlier, may the time we spend together not be subtracted from our lives, but be added to it. The time we spent smoking these cigars today was added to our life, that we added time to our life, not subtracted. Oh, I lost two hours of my life. I wish I could get that back. No, just the opposite happened. You actually have a little longer because you actually lit a cigar. You relaxed. Uh, I'm going to live to 150. And, you know, Barry, you've been going to cigar lounges for years and years that, you know, the social media that is people typing on a computer and being in their house or whatever, it's so so unsocial. You know, it's a a bad word for it. What happens in cigar lounges is social. It's people talking with people, and there's value to that in your life also. It brings people from different walks of life. I mean, before I moved up here, I used to hang out in a cigar lounge in New York, and you would have the janitor hanging out with the million-dollar bonus Wall Street individual. And it wouldn't be, you know, blue-collar versus white-collar. It would be compatriots, people enjoying the love of cigars. That, that social stigma of being from different classes disappeared. Yeah. You know, I've been in Israel smoking with a Palestinian and an Israeli. Imagine that. And the conversation was cigars. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> got along, and when you left, you worried you would blow up the bus. Yeah. <laughs> but for that two hours, everybody was equal. And it's a beautiful thing. When when they leave and they separate from them, instead of saying, I'll see you later, I'll kill you later. (laughs) (laughs) 
So let me yeah. ask you, would it be fair to say one or two cigars a day will keep the doctor away? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's go okay. with that. <laughs> but, again, the media is not going to report this information. This is factual information that's out there. They hate that they do it. If it I bleeds, bring, it leads. Yeah. But I bring it up when, when I'm fighting for the state of New Hampshire. I'm fighting nationally. And, you know, in, in these things that they bring the people from the uh, National Cancer Institute and stuff, and they're saying tobacco is bad for you and all this stuff, usually I have a copy of it with me, and I say, this is a copy of monograph number nine, which was put together by them, and thank you for this. Yeah. And this right here proves, this is them trying to disprove us. This is them, you know, that the, you know, unfortunately for them, that the science proved otherwise. Yep. Let's go with the science. Let's go with that this isn't, isn't a bad thing for you. It actually may improve your life. If you don't like it, that's okay, too. Maybe vitamins are good for you, and I choose not to take vitamins, but I choose to have a cigar. Does it relax me? It absolutely does. I like it. Sure does. And you were a young man smoking cigars. How many years are you smoking cigars? Uh, I'm guessing maybe... It's 32 that I know of. I'm going to say maybe 40, 42. Wow. I'm, I'm afraid to quit now. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, this week was the birth date of a 111-year-old man. I don't know if you have this in your news. No, I did no. not. Okay. Wow. Is this the gentleman from Virginia? It is. Cigar yes. smoker, I bet. He's a cigar smoker. Mm-hmm. He's 111 years old, and he smokes cigars every day. Wow. I mean, come on. Every day. He's 111. He's still mm-hmm. living. And he's a, a vet. Yeah. So, so one or two cigars a day, I assume. I think he smokes more. Yeah, he smokes cigars. What else is there to do? But uh, 111 years old, you want to take the cigars away from him because it's not good for you? Are you kidding me? That would kill him. Right. (laughs) So uh, there's something to it. And, um, you know, somebody had shown me a videotape of a city in Italy. And it is a city that has the most millennials, meaning people at 100 years old or over, that live in this city. And they wanted to look at their diet and what are they doing and how, how is there so many 100-year-old people that are there. And uh, one thing, when the guy showed me the video of it, was a, one of the 100-year-old guys driving around in his, his moped or whatever it was um, down the hill. Yeah. And in his hand was a cigar. <laughs> he was smoking a cigar driving a moped. He was 100 years old. Awesome. That's crazy. So I'm going with this. Yes. 32 years in the business, we, we don't see it. You know, I'd, I'd tell you that you know, people are coming in with oxygen tanks and, and uh, with those buzzes on their throats and things like that. I, I have never seen it. 32 years in three stores and all this time. Never happened. So. Well, there are no chemicals. Right. It's all natural products. We took it apart. I mean, this is, this is yeah. a, a dissected okay. cigar. Can you do me a favor and put it back together? <laughs> I hate to waste it. But, well, we uh, can take that and make some mini cigarellos out right, of it. Right, right. Um, so that, that's what's going on there. Right now, let's find, up what, find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's Up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. Well, the rumors began a few weeks ago when Rafael Nodel was featured at an event of an evening with Romeo Cigars in Florida. Yesterday, those rumors became true. 
as the distribution for boutique blends and aging room will now be handled by the parent company of Romeo and Julieta, Altatus USA. Wow. For now, the cigars will still be made in the Dominican Republic under the watchful eye of Hochi Blanco. And it was reported first on thecigarauthority.com. You sure did. You got a little bashing for that from uh, some people until they figured out, oh, it's real. (laughs) (laughs) We we gave you the rumor on that maybe about a year ago. Uh, yeah, when you did your little... Yeah, of what goes where and when. It's funny how these things are lining and, up. And just that one was said. 100%. It's exactly where you said they would go. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, last week, the FDA announced an extension of the upcoming compliance deadlines under the deeming rule. Following that announcement, getting the exact date changes was a nightmare. Calls to the FDA were met with silence and confusion... Well, they finally released those new dates, and you can find them at thecigarauthority.com. And the next compliance due is submission of cigar warning plans, which is due on August 10th, 2017, and it would have been due earlier this week. Uh, Last week, Dave and I saw a... I don't know why I say Dave and I, but last week, Dave and I saw a box-pressed cigar in a round tube. Um, We smoked that. It was a round cigar. Yes, Uh, It was a box-pressed cigar in a round tube. Uh, this week, we will see the release of something done the right way. The nationwide release of the Padron Box Press Square Tube Anniversary is set to arrive to retailers. Box Press Cigars in a Square Tube. And the last one that I remember was the Gold Tube from CAO that celebrated yes. the 65th birthday of Charles Orzinger yes. in 2002. Yeah. And those will be available at twoguyscigars.com on Monday. Cool. Did they, they, they came? They arrive on Monday. Oh, nice. Yep. How, you got a price on them? Uh, fourteen fifty and fifteen fifty. Oh, not bad. Um, or fifteen. Now fourteen fifty and fifteen. See, I say not bad, but when it comes to Perdomo, and you say, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's twelve dollars." That's the high <laughs> end. But for some people, that's actually a good price. Yes. <laughs> in Pennsylvania, the tobacco lobby is very strong, just like here in the state of New Hampshire. And numerous age increases and tax increase proposals over the years have been defeated. This time, the state is going after where you can smoke. According to a Republican-introduced bill, smoking would become illegal in tobacco shops, cigar bars, casinos, private clubs, as well as manufacturing facilities and uh, importer and storage facilities, as well as places that do wholesale tobacco, uh, meaning you can't smoke in your business. Crazy. Overreach? It's not going to go anywhere, right? This is crazy. Uh, Hopefully. I mean, they've been doing a good job in Pennsylvania defeating it. A victory for these people in Pennsylvania would be a defeat for everybody. Um, Lastly, Dr. Scott Gottlieb is officially the new commissioner of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration after the Senate confirmed the physician 57 to 42. Dr. Gottlieb has stated that he will rely on science and common sense, not ideology, to guide his time as commissioner. Well, Dr. Gottlieb, we hope you were paying attention to slide 26 and 27 <laughs> yeah. and get rid of this nonsense of regulating cigars. Absolutely. Well, he's pro-cigar, isn't he? Um, his statements have been pro-cigar. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if he's a cigar smoker himself, but he, he, common sense, right? Yeah. That's all you Common need, right? sense. I hope so. I hope so. You know, you mentioned about this uh, not smoking in tobacco shops. I know in Vermont right now. No cigar smoking in any tobacco shop. Wow. Same in Washington State, and that's What's Up in the Cigar World. What's Up in the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade-A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. 
Recluse Cigars is What's Up? So, Roy, you smoke a lot of Perdomo cigars. I do. Not a lot of Garofalo cigars. Can you taste the Perdomo signature on this? For sure. Yeah. It tastes just like a Perdomo. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't, if I didn't have the band on it, I wouldn't know I was smoking a Garofalo. Yeah. It's interesting because a lot of manufacturers, they have a signature something. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And this has that of a Perdomo. And the construction of it looks like it's a $10 cigar, $15 cigar. Yeah. I mean, it's made perfect. Yeah, it's good. Very, very happy with it. I couldn't, I couldn't be happier. I'm and so now you have a full line. You have Sun Grown. Uh, you have the Connecticut Sun Grown and Maduro. Yes. And this cigar. I, and, and I wish I had, you know, your little tin with your minis in it. Oh, yes, yes. I love that size, but I never got it made in time, and hopefully this FDA thing yeah. goes away. If then you can get chance. it made. I would love to because that's a go-to Perdomo for me, by the way. Is I, it? Those little The tins. small batch tin? The, yeah. The Connecticut, I assume, right? Yeah. And I go through them like peanuts, man. I just but that's like a 35-, 40-minute smoke, even though it's a small yeah. cigar. It's a you know, half-corona size, but it, it smokes. I like it. I grab a pack, put it in my car, and the next day I'm like, where'd they go? That's because I smoked <laughs> them all, and I go to another Maybe you should put a sleeve in your car. I should. I should <laughs> go to that. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Barry, thank you. thank you. Chuck, thank you. Thank you. Okay, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, um, what do you do if your cigar splits? While you're smoking the cigar. You ever get that split on it? And you you taught me that not too long ago. Here we you go. I'm going to teach you when we come back. Yeah. Um, a story in the asylum from Barry. You did yes. it yourself. We'll see what you got here. It'll Gentleman Chuck Morrison chimes in. A classic three-way and more. You want to stick around? Well, I should get downstairs. I've got right. an event going He's on. He's going to go downstairs. Okay. We'll be back in minutes. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Smokey Joe's is changing the dress code when it comes to enjoying a premium handmade cigar. Using the finest materials of velvet and silk, their smoking jackets are made for a lasting impression. Smokey Joe's has fitted the likes of Smokey Robinson, James Brown, Sammy Davis Jr., and now they want to fit you, too, with a smoking jacket. Proudly designed and manufactured in the USA, Smokey Joe's invites you to feel the inspiration of fashion from an era where clothing was designed using only the finest materials and craftsmanship. Smokey Joe's clothing continues to be a story of America at its best. Innovation, hard work, and fearless enterprise. When you light up the best, smoke it while wearing the best. Smoking Joe's Smoking Jackets. Available at SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com That's SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com Be sure to tell them the Cigar Authority sent you. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. 
The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavana Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. Hey, what's up, people? This is David Ortiz, Big Poppy from the Big Poppy Cigar. You're listening to Cigar Authority. 
And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios, and we have determined that the time we are spending together cannot and will not be subtracted from your lives, but be added to it. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Last week, uh, we put the Two Guys Smoke Shop 32nd anniversary tickets on sale, and it has completely sold out in a day, including the 10 that we hide and hold back. (laughs) And we... We usually do that because somebody has forgotten or something, but those were sold also. So there is absolutely no tickets left. I've got some emails from people, and, you know, I wanted to go, and blah, blah, blah. And unfortunately, it, it's not only sold out. There's a long waiting list now long already. Long waiting list. I think it's something like 40-something people long. Yeah, so wow. it's, we're never going to get to yet, so don't even bother at this point uh, is what I'd say. But we usually do it every year. So um, when we tell you and warn you, Tickets are on sale on such and such a day. I want that, that man cave, Dave. That is the day. Yes, yes. <sighs> so um, I heard um, Cigar Journal will be uh, coming. Oh, awesome! To, oh, uh, nice. to cover it, and um, Reinhold, the uh, editor, is flying in and wants to see what it's all about. He's been hearing about it for years. He said, uh, "I'm coming, and uh, it'd be great to have him." And I hope we put on a good show. Performance and, anxiety now, knowing that. Right, right. So while you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentleman-like is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman. Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman. (laughs) You wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices. You need a gentleman. And this is The Gentleman's Way. It is brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with, wait for it, suspension (laughs) of reality. That was a nice impersonation, Mr. Jonathan. (laughs) Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, don't just be a man, be a gentleman. How? Today's debonair way is do not take it personally. Realize nothing others do is because of you. I know, I know, but it's the truth. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality. When you're immune to their opinions of others and the actions of others, you're no longer a victim of needless suffering. Again, what others do, say, and behave is simply a reflection of of their own understanding from where they are and their beliefs. Remember, it's about them, it's not about you. Don't take it personally. Be a gentleman and worry about yourself. What can you control and understand? That's right, it's not others and their responsibilities, but it's yourself. Do not take it personally. That's The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by our great friends at Debonair Cigars and Rum. Guys, gentlemen... The question every single week, are you debonair enough? I got to work on that. Yeah, definitely. I'm not. <laughs> I take it personally. 100%. <laughs> it's all it's because about them. of me. It seems like they're directing it towards me sometimes, <coughs> but I could be wrong. It's their weakness. Yes, I could, I could be wrong. So have you ever had a cigar and I got my pencil and I actually made a split on purpose because this cigar doesn't split, but I put a split on the cigar, which is 
you know, sometimes the moisture inside or, or something ends up causing that the cigar ends up splitting. Here in New England, when, the, when it's very cold outside, we see it a lot, that you're smoking a, a cigar that's been heated up with, the, with a flame, and they go outside in the cold, and boom, it pops, and the split happens inside the wrapper. As you smoke the cigar and continue to smoke cigar, it gets worse and worse, much like a split on a uh, broken piece of glass or something, a um, windshield or something. It continues to get worse and worse as it goes on. So there's a way to fix that on your windshield, and there's a way to fix that on the cigar in the different ways. <laughs> so on the cigar itself, so here's the split on it. What you have to do is get a jet flame lighter, much like the Vertigo uh, that we have here that has pinpoint accuracy. And what you're trying to do is actually light that split, and you're actually sealing it. So you notice that I took a cigar apart, and it never unraveled as uh, the cigar went down and down. And we know there's nothing holding it together. What's holding it together is that soot line. So what you're going to do is create the flame onto that wrapper. Do you want to show it on the desk cam here? We can... uh we can okay. dial that in. Yep. So what I'm doing is scorching it right here on that wrapper. And by doing that, I've created... Okay. <laughs> All right. What, what I did was create a burn on that right there. And at that point, the cigar should not split anymore at that point. And it'll burn down and go past that, and it'll catch itself up, and it'll go perfect. You have to actually add that burn onto that spot. And that's all it takes, just a little bit of it. And you'll smoke right through it, and it'll, it'll actually stop at that point instead of, as you smoke down, get worse and worse and worse. It'll end up stopping. So, uh, and that one I learned from Barry. And I have to give credit to Guillermo Leone from La Aurora which is uh, distributed here in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company for teaching it to me. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's lots of little tricks like that that end up doing it, and we'll see somebody fighting along with the cigar. It's happened that somebody comes up to the register and said, the cigar split up, split on me, and you know we would replace the cigar if that's what they wanted to, but typically I can just show them the little trick that happens here. Boom. Not only did you learn something, I saved on another cigar, too. It split for whatever reason it split. Now you know it forever and ever. And uh, it saved me a lot of issues over the years, uh, over the past couple of years that I knew how to do it. And now I share that with all of you, and you share it with everybody else. Make it contagious. You know, tell everybody that this is the way to do it, and it will improve. As all these little steps, the idea is to improve your smoking um, enjoyment as it goes on. So... Um, if you've been paying attention now to this show, you are now the Cigar Authority. You know some things that other people don't know. You should share them and, um, you know, don't, not necessarily act like a know-it-all or something, but try to improve their smoking. And uh, if they want to go back to the old way, you know, I, I told you how to light the cigar and cut the cigar. You want to cut too much of it and continue that ridiculous way you're doing it, continue to do it. That's the way you want it. You like that scorched taste? Burn the cigar the improper way, and you'll get that scorched taste as you do it. But try it at least one time this way and see if you, it doesn't improve, because I promise you it does. So right now it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. 
It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. Asylum Cigars. Turns out, all those kids I made fun of in kindergarten actually had it right. According to researchers at MIT, one of the grossest habits is something you should be doing more of. Eating glue? Uh, don't. So the next time you're at a traffic light and you have your finger jabbed up your nose, no. don't fret if the person next to you catches you. Just put it in your mouth and eat it. No. No, no. No. <laughs> According to the research, eating no. boogers no. No. is something. No. <laughs> According to the research, eating boogers is something you should be doing. And your kid's doing more of. The reason... No, no. God, are you crazy? It protects your teeth, according to the it study. It protects your teeth. Boogers contain salivary, salivary mucins that form a barrier on your teeth, protecting it from bacteria. Ugh. The mucins are so effective that researchers are looking to create a synthetic version <coughs> to put into chewing gum or toothpaste. But wait, this goes one step further. According to researcher Katerina Ribic, one of the booger eaters, or I mean authors of the study, <laughs> get in my belly, <laughs> said that that synthetic could become a better alternative to antibiotics. Just think, the next time you visit, the doctor could be met with, eat two boogers and oh, call me in the morning. God. That's not only insane, it's asylum. Oh. They're coming to take me away. No. Uh-huh. They're coming to take me away. Ho, ho, hee, hee, ha, ha. Funny well, you delivered. You did. <laughs> and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away. <laughs> that is insane. True? True. 100% oh God. true. That is gross. I'm not buying it. No. <laughs> so looking ahead at our calendar, next week's going to be interesting. Uh, Mr. Jonathan is doing an experiment. Uh, he's been working on this for a while with these cigars. 40% versus 75% humidity. So he's taken some cigars, the same exact cigars, and put them at 40% humidity and taken the same thing and made it 75% humidity. Which cigar is going to be better? One that's overhumidified oh. slightly or underhumidified by a lot? Which what's one your, is going to perform better? What's your prelim, preliminary guess? Under is going to be better. Very? Yes. Under. At least they'll stay lit. Okay. I'm going to go under. We're going to see what it is. Uh, May 27th, John Carney, from, he's the national sales manager for La Florida Dominicana. He's going to join us with the LFD-TAA. June 3rd, we have Steve Sacco at Sober Mesa coming up, and Tony Serino and Carson Serino from my father's, uh, from uh, father and son team from Serino Cigars cool. will join us following that. So we got a good lineup coming up. Serino Cigars might be one of the <clears throat> best cigars that you've never heard of. Right. Although more and more are starting to finally hear it, the, you know, the gospel of the Cigar the, Authority. Well, it was, it was less than a year ago that they yeah. launched it. Yep. Yeah. You know, it is a relatively new cigar out there, and you retailers that uh, aren't carrying it, you want to give this one a, a look. Um, it, it's really, really, really good cigar, yep. top of the line. Uh, we have the Connecticut version and the Double X Maduro. Right. So two, two we're carrying, and they have one other one. They have a sun grown. That, yeah, they have like a, a Medio something, yeah. Royale Medio. Yeah. Um, hmm. That we had for a while, but it's, I believe it's limited production. Okay. So where are we here? Uh, it's time for the classic three-way, and uh, I have to uh, go to an audible here. Um, we're going to have to bring on uh, Sean Rogers. You can sit where you are, but we're going to include you in. 
Okay, it's All time right. for the classic three-way. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow, it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro oh. for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's- Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Hi, Sean Rogers. What's up, Dave? Nice. He's on mic. Beautiful, beautiful. I thought Roy was going to join us and stick around, but he wants to continue to sell cigars. This is what he does for a living, so he's going to continue to do that. So thanks for jumping in. Not a problem. Who is our champion, Chuck Morrison? That's right, sir. Okay, so we're going to start with Chuck Morrison. We'll go over to you and then to Barry. Uh, Chuck Morrison, today is Stevie Wonder's birthday. Stevie Wonder, R&B singer. Very superstitious. He is very superstitious. Motown prodigy, multi-instrumental, who wrote the Grammy Award-winning records uh, and uh, Grammy Awards for a solo act uh, artist in 22 titles. Uh, he signed with Motown Records when he was 11 years old. You want to impress me, Stevie? Take the wheel. Stevie Wonder, born today. He's blind. He was born bad. Yeah. He was born in 1945, Dave. 45. What do you say, Sean? 48. 48. 42. 42. Sean gets the point. Didn't says see that 48. Coming. He's 50. Wow. You didn't, you didn't see it coming? Why? You think he's great? Well, no. Stevie Wonder reference. Oh, okay. You didn't see it coming. Okay. Sean, this oh. is going to you. <laughs> Too soon? I don't think so. Today is Dennis Rodman's birthday. Dennis Rodman, the basketball player, dominant NBA forward, who was mostly known for his defense, rebounding, and outrageous, bizarre behavior, won a total of five NBA titles between time for Detroit Pistons and Chicago Bulls. He married Cameron uh, Carmen Electra. Uh, but the couple divorced soon after their marriage. Dennis Rodman, born today. What year? 72. 72. 54. 54. What are you doing? You, I see uh, strategic. I like it. 71, and it's written down. 71. Barry. Barry knows what he's doing. What year do you think it was? It was 61. Oh, 61. Wow. You guys were way off. Way off, actually. Championships in the 80s, 30 years old. 30 years from the 80s puts it in late 50s. There we go. Pretty All right. good. All right. Um, to Barry, Richie Valens, rock singer, pioneer of the Chicano rock movement, who released the single La Bamba. He died in a historic plane crash that also killed, uh, that was nicknamed The Day the Music Died. He died in a plane crash that also killed a big bopper and Buddy Holly. 1938. 1938. 1932. 32. 37. 37. 38 will take it. Barry Stein. 41 is the answer. 41. Barry has two points. Sean has one. And Chuck, our champion, has none. We have two questions left, Chuck. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Stephen Colbert, TV host, willing, uh, witty, political satire, and a popular show, The 
Colbert Report aired on Comedy Central later. He announced that he was to succeed David Letterman as the host of The Late Show. Stephen Colbert. I'm going to say he was born in 1967. 67. 74. 74. Sorry, Chuck, it's written down. 68. 68. It's okay, because I got it. You're all over. Oh. 64. Mm. 64. All over. Now I'm worried. Chuck, you should be worried. Now you I'm need worried. two points for a tie. One to get on the board. And, uh, Sean, you got one point. Barry's got two. You got to take this, buddy. And this is going to? Sean. Me. Or uh, me. No? Me, I think. Uh, it goes to yeah. Sean. Okay. It goes to Sean. It goes Never to Sean. Mind. Barry cheating again, Sean. See, this is a, yeah, normality. B. Arthur. B. Arthur. TV Golden actress. Girl. Deep voice star of Maud. She also starred in the Golden Globes. She married her second husband, Gene Saka, and the couple adopted two sons, one named Steve Saka. No, I'm making that up. (laughs) (laughs) B. Arthur, born today. What year? Uh, 1935. 35. 1940. 40. Shooting for two here. 32. 32, and you guys are way over. 1922. The late great uh, I meant B. 22. Arthur, and our champion is Barry Stein. But thank you, Sean Rog- Rogers. It's a lot easier from sitting there, isn't it? A lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, this Sean. classic day brought to you by Classic Cigars. Whichever classic cigar you choose, it's available at better retailers across the country. The value price cigar. So that is that. Um, where are we here? By the way, Michael Chubnow had 1922 for B. Arthur, so he gets an mm. honorary two points. Nice job, sir. But you weren't looking. No, I would have had two points. <laughs> there we go. That's right. That's right. So what do you think? This is uh, the Garofalo Sun Grown. It is uh, medium plus. It's a little heavy a for me. Of, a little heavy. A lot of the tannins that I was getting early on in the cigar were, I thought it would have paired well with wine, have dissipated. Um, there's a lot of caramel going on, a lot of mocha. Um, through the nose, there, there's more pepper than on the Connecticut. Yeah. Um, I enjoy this cigar. I could smoke this every day, all day. It's a little too heavy for me to go to all the time. It's actually a little too early for me. It's, it's heavy, man. It's Well, it's my fourth cigar today. Yeah. <laughs> so today's going to be an eight or nine cigar day. I love it. Remember, Barry, if you learn thank nine, God for, make, thank that, God for employee discounts. Yeah. Does that make it healthier for you that if you do nine, seeing one or two is good for you? I'm going to guess no. 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 Because everything in moderation, That's right? That's right. A cigar or two a day. Glass of wine a day. Yeah. Got to go large or go home. Yeah. Okay. So, Chuck, what's up with you? Uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you still got the um, Wicked Cuisine happening? Yeah, Wicked, of course. It's still kicking. It's still moving. So um, they, they can go and check your stuff out at Amazon, right? Absolutely. And yeah, that's probably our number one distributor is Amazon. They take care of all our warehousing, um, shipments, uh, all that, which is wonderful. It's very... Uh, what do you got for products up there now? God, man, we're running low. We got to restock. We have uh, some kitchen um, straw, brush, straw brush cleaners. They're also used. Um, I see a lot of our reviews coming in, people using it to clean, like, piping and things like that. But they're essentially used to clean straws or, you know, hard, smaller, uh, enclosed areas, things like that. Obviously, our kitchen shears, the cutting boards... Who um, cleans inside their straw? Uh, moms for kids. Sippy really? Cups, oh, like that. all right. A lot okay. of, you know, people are very germophobic, uh, germ conscious. You know, never cleaned inside uh, a straw. I'm going to hope the answer to this is yes. Do you have anything that would be good for the barbecue season? Coming in the market, my man. Mm. Coming in the market, absolutely. And this goes back to our, uh, our, it wasn't the offer of the day. It was the 
comparison between charcoal or gas, you know? So, yeah. Um, I mean, gas yeah. is great because it's easy, but the taste-wise, you've got to go barbecue. But, yeah, to answer your question, Dave, Wicked Cuisine still there. Patriot season's on the horizon. Yes. You know? So, um, yeah, lots of Patriots and no ring. No ring, man. I heard a rumor. I can, I guess, announce it here. I told you privately, I think, last week. Uh, I got a text message from an undisclosed source. I won't name who it is, but uh, I know for a fact that the players have been measured for their rings. And you haven't. And we have not. You, you were measured once before was and it was the biggest tease of my life yeah so i'd rather just you know (laughs) i'd rather not go through that and get the expectations and your hopes just you know set at a very high level how do you measure a guy for a ring and not give it to him how do you do that it's a great question mr Kraft. how do you do that and live with yourself if you don't get a ring i'm gonna boycott football again this year yeah well we know what that looks like yeah (laughs) (laughs) do you miss any games i didn't watch one game bull crap I, i did not physically face the tv at any game I happened to be in a bar one night drinking, and the game was on, and it was behind me. But you I missed it. You sat. missed a hell of a season, I'll tell you that. Yeah, but I missed it. I missed it. Um, actually, let me check it back. When my wife was going crazy during the Super Bowl, I did turn on the TV and look to see what she was going crazy about. And Dave, what's not mistaken when he says at the bar, he means his living room. <laughs> These, uh, you know, people outraged about something and say, "I'm not going to end up doing it." It's like you're not going to change anything. Yeah, I think we did. No team is, has hired Colin Kaepernick. He's a free agent. Mm. There's teams out there that need a quarterback, and well, not one person has signed him. And I think the public outrage had something to do with that. And, Dave, remember, he was the one that uh, would not kneel during the National League. Yes, That's I do. Okay. He yep. Would deal. Yep. Yep. And he's unemployed. 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 Is he still getting paid, though? Uh, no, his contract was up, I believe. Beautiful. He's a free agent. Yep. Beautiful. So. And he can go nail. He got plenty of time to nail yeah, anywhere he, he wants to. He can go to play do. in Canada. Rudy, you can have him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Canadian Football League. Was, was he good? No. No, he was. He, no. He's, he was better than some of the quarterbacks out there on current teams. Yeah. But he wasn't a top tier. Yeah, he's not going to sell tickets, right? Which right. is what it's about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's interesting. All right. So uh, that is it. I hope you learned something today. Learned and, a lot. Yeah. I, so I did. I mean, it, it's tough doing a show like this where most of our audience, you know, have been smoking cigars for years and years. If you listen to a podcast about cigars, you're into it. Yeah. So we're going to show you how to cut and light. Are you kidding me? But maybe you learned something. Maybe you cut too long. And Biggest takeaway for me was when you uh, opened up this cigar to, yeah. un- to unveil its ingredients, quote unquote, which are tobacco leaves, is how little you cut above. The cap line. Yeah. And how quickly and easily it is I just cut below the cap line, which is what we see people doing. That's when they're licking and doing ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it's yeah. obscene watching it. But so Today's episode is an episode that you should go ahead and watch on YouTube. This is a watch one. The visual is much important. And share it with your friends that might be just starting in cigars. This is yeah, a share, share our show, please. Mm-hmm. Get get on there. And n- nothing wrong with giving us a good review. We'd appreciate it, Love actually. That. We'd like to get a review once in a while. Let them know we're out there. Next week, it's a triumphant return of Mr. Jonathan, who asked the question, would you rather smoke a cigar very dry or a little bit overhumidified? 40% versus 75 when we return next week. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And if you learned nothing in the past two hours, you weren't paying attention and yeah. watch it again. <laughs> Remember to keep the lid end of your mouth regardless if you spoke on the Garofalo, Connecticut, or Sun Grown, and we'll see you next week.
Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, Stogie. 